Better and Longer with the Fitness Show, hosted by fitness expert, author, and TV personality, Fitz Kohler. She'll tell you why diets are dumb, supplements are snake oil, and the truth about how you can earn a lean, hard, pain-free, and athletic body. Now for our favorite bossy blonde, Fitz Kohler. Hi team, I'm Fitz Kohler, your fitness expert from fitness.com, and welcome to the Fitness Show. Today I have one of my favorite weight loss stories in the world as a guest. His name is Timothy Powell. He joined my group as a hottie well over a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago. He was introduced by a fellow hottie, uh, Joe Raymond, who's an old friend of his. And when Timothy joined the group, he had already accomplished some amount of weight loss. But once he did join, he's taken off and he's been such a pleasure to watch succeed. He's been very active in our group. And and when I say hottie, (laughs) that's part of my hottie body fitness challenge Facebook group online. And uh, he's been very active, posting most of his workouts daily and just being a tremendous source of inspiration to everyone. He's lost a massive amount of weight and he's accomplished so much. And I'm really excited for him to share your story. So without further ado, welcome Timothy Powell. How's it going? I'm great now that you're here. (laughs) Finally. I know. We have talked about this for a while, haven't we? It has been a very, very long time of me kicking and screaming and begging and pleading (laughs) for you to be on the show. Well, as as you know, it's life is busy and it's it's so hard to carve out just even enough time to do uh, leisurely things. Um, But I'm so glad I was able to carve out this time to sit down and talk with you and uh, finally share my story as, as much as possible. Yeah, well, it means a lot to me, and I know it will mean a lot to our listeners who are trying to accomplish even a portion of what you have so far. So to start off with, exactly how much weight have you lost to date? Uh, I think it was I think it was around 160. That's, I've been pretty consistent there. I haven't lost any in the, quite a few months, but I've been, been very consistent in my workouts and my uh, eating habits. Uh, so I'm still sitting around uh, 225, 230, you know, give or take a, a little bit. But so but yeah, I've lost 160 pounds. What was your exact highest weight? Um, I think last I checked before I started my journey, it was around, three, I think, 385. Wow. And yeah. And so tell us, to your best recollection and as honest as you can, what was it like to be a guy who was almost 400 pounds? man it's 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 recently it's been so hard to kind of remember that because i've gotten so used to this new lifestyle um but i can tell you it was i was very unhappy in every aspect of my life i could barely even bend over to tie my shoes uh sitting down um i would i would get out of breath by just waking up getting out of bed um Everything in life that I was going through was just, it was I mean, it wasn't living. It was barely surviving. Um, so yeah, it, it was not a, it was not a good time. And I, I was so used to it because that's what I grew up with. I, I was always overweight, always the big kid and never, I mean, I, I did marching band, I did baseball, I've done a little bit of sports, but nothing, nothing, um, nothing to where, where it is now to where it's daily routine and uh, and, and exercise and in 
uh, watching what I what I eat, eating healthy and clean. So, so so tell me, because this is always interesting to hear. When you were close to four hundred, what did your daily eating habits look like? I mean, what were what's an example? Breakfast, lunch, dinner. Go through that with us. Oh man, my my typical breakfast was if I if I could get sausage and biscuits or sausage gravy and biscuits. That was that was my ideal breakfast, and um, I'd even eat leftover pizza or whatever I could find in the mornings. It was always greasy, always heavy. Uh, my lunch was usually leftovers or burger or whatever. Now, uh, was dinner it, was was it one helper. burger? Was it sorry to interrupt? Was it one burger or a couple of burgers? What does it look like? It was probably a couple. If I went through a drive-through, which I uh, typically did. It was a, it was at least two burgers because I was like, oh, I'm getting a better deal for what I'm paying for. And um, and I just never had that concept of, you know, this is this so many so unhealthy. I was like, well, there's hardly anything on here. And it's just cheese and condiments and bread. And that's not that's not unhealthy. You know, and I just my perspective of it was was different back then. I was. I was thinking it was more of con, uh, consumption rather than what you, what I was putting in my body and how uh, and how much I was. I I always thought I was not eating terrible. Wow! And then was there uh, fries and a soda with that too? Yes. Now I I did stop drinking sodas back in December of 2014. Okay. Uh, so I stopped drinking sodas well before I really took my my health. Um, seriously. Uh, but I was still chugging beer. I was still chugging sweet tea. And, you know, so while I was drinking a little bit more water than typical than I was typically, but I, I was still adding calories through, um, through the other drinks that I was having. And what about dinners? Nighttime snack? Uh, dinners were typically something like hamburger helper, or if it was in a box and I could cook it without, uh, having to buy separate ingredients and fresh stuff. That's what I made. Uh, or it was going to a fast food or going out to Mexican, uh, restaurants or, uh, Chinese, uh, buffets or whatever, whatever I could get by, by saving a buck. That's my ment- That was my mentality. It wasn't about eating the right foods and, you know, spending a little extra money to eat a better meal. It was about saving money and eating a terrible tasting meal. That's in- yeah, isn't that interesting? And and you actually didn't think you were eating so much. You thought that maybe you were being moderate, right? I, I really did. Um, and I, I mean, looking at it now, I'm like, man, how, how was I not even larger than I was at the moment? Um, like I I can't even finish. I can I can't even think about having more than one burger now if I do have a burger um which is now a turkey burger oh, um, I love that <laughs> I, I I rarely eat um ground beef anymore I, I I've learned to substitute that kind of stuff and then um so so you were sad you were inactive were you constantly thinking about your weight oh yeah constantly I would look in the mirror and hate myself um I would look in the mirror and just think, you know, this is not who I see myself inside. 
and I didn't know what I didn't know what to really do because I, I was never I, I was never in um in any school sports to where you to where you were able to learn how to lift weights or learn how to exercise um I knew about it but I didn't know how to go about doing it and so I just felt defeated already and on top of being overweight and unhealthy I, I just I was like, I'm already, I'm, I'm way too far behind. I, I can never achieve that. Wow. And, um, and it affected me. It affected me, um, emotionally and mentally. I, you know, I didn't realize how bad it was until I started doing something about it. Um, I didn't realize the, the, the depression and the anxiety that, that I developed by just being overweight. Let me ask you this, Tim, because we see a lot where there's the really big guy, but he's the jovial big guy, and everyone thinks he just is happy the way he is. Was that you, or did people know that you didn't like your situation? I would think that I was the jovial big big guy because I, I, I love to laugh, and for me, sometimes comedy kind of helps suppress what I'm really going through. I can hide that kind of stuff. Um but I was always the social one. I was um, always in, in social by drinking a lot and partying a lot and hanging out. You know, it, it, that's the kind of that's what I was. But inside, I was I was miserable. Mm, but I hid I hid behind the social aspect and by laughing at things and being trying to be the comedic uh, comedy relief in, in the situations. Yeah, I think that's more common when than people think. And of course, my heart is constantly bleeding for people overweight. And whereas some people make fun, I instantly think, "Oh gosh, I wish I could help that person." Um, but yeah, I think I think that's a lot of things. People just trying to hide their discomfort with jokes, right? And and you know, I, I'm right there with you. I see it. I see it daily. I, I see the the people that, that are overweight and I'm just like, man, I, I wish I could help them. But honestly, they're not going to do anything unless they want it. Right. And then I'm kind of left with, you know what? I've accomplished this. Why should I have sympathy for, for someone that is doing exactly what I was doing and not wanting to do anything about it? So I think a lot of the sympathy for these people who haven't yet figured out how to lose the weight yet is, just because they haven't figured out how simple it is yet. I know when I was a teenager, an overweight teenager, I thought that I could lose weight by just eating fewer Cheetos. And while that was part of the deal, it just, like I just didn't know until I figured it out. So that's, that's kind of why I feel bad for people is, I, it's like when you ask a room full of people who would like to win a million dollars today, every hand goes up. You know, if I wanted to say, if I wanted to ask the question, who would like to lose some weight and be in better shape? Every hand goes up. So, you know, people want it. They just haven't figured it out yet. Right. Yeah, you're exactly right. Because I was there, too. Um, I, I, I thought, well, I'll just eat less and that'd be it. Uh, I'm active enough. I was teaching at the, at that time. I was, you know, up always and doing all that kind of stuff. But there was a lot of downtime that I had, too, that I didn't. Either I didn't realize or I didn't want to admit admit to myself. So, but tell, yeah. Sorry. So, tell me when did when did things change? You know, what was your moment that set you off in the right direction, and how did things progress from there? 
I hit complete rock bottom. Um, I was in my fifth year of teaching and everything had just finally uh, culminated. I, it was my worst year of teaching. I was told that I was a terrible teacher constantly and I was already unhappy with myself. So that didn't help. It just, by the, by the end of, um, in February of 2016, I, I was done. I was in the darkest place I've ever been. And that's when I decided that I was going to change my career path. I was going to go back to school, uh, for, uh, band instrument repair and got accepted into a school in Minnesota. And so I, I moved from Mississippi to Minnesota in August of 2016. And I said, you know what? I'm away from everyone and everything that I've ever grown, that I grew up with. If I'm going to change my career, I'm going to change everything about myself because I don't like who I am. Um, I, the first day I was in Minnesota in Red Wing, Minnesota, I joined Anytime Fitness and I knew if I was paying $36 a month, I was going to go. Um, and that first day I got to work. I didn't wait. I, I, it was a Saturday. It wasn't a Monday. It wasn't the beginning of a month. It wasn't the beginning of a year. It was a Saturday on August 19th, 2016 Mm -hmm. was the day I decided I'm going to be the person I've always wanted to be and was always too afraid to go after. Um, and it didn't happen overnight by any means. I mean, I was still eating unhealthy. Took this forward. Um, I knew I had to be that depressed state to be the person that I wanted to be. And my motivation at the beginning was I lived in a house with five other people in one bathroom. I was going to have a shower every morning. So I'd woke up at 4 a.m., got to the gym, started at 45 minutes a day that I was in the gym, got my shower, got to class. And then as time went on, as my endurance built up and I got more confidence and um, motivation, I moved to an hour, moved to an hour and a half, then two hours. And it it shortly became my home. Like it was my place to uh, – so when I moved to Minnesota, I was in a relationship. And by October, that relationship ended, and it – I was, I had so much anger, so much anger and so much hurt that the gym in the mornings, even though I wasn't getting any sleep, I wasn't eating. It was the only time I had to myself to focus and release all of that stuff. And it was the thing that kept me grounded. It it was what uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson calls the anchor. It was my anchor. It was the thing that I could use to get through the day. Because if I could get through a workout and get through all my emotions and everything, I could get through class. I can get through work later. And um, that's that's what helped fuel me to get through. Now, how soon did you start seeing weight loss and results? Uh, about six months in. I That December, um, right before the holidays, I had noticed that I lost around – I think 40 pounds by that point I was down to 
yeah. Now I was still, like I said, I was still kind of eating a little unhealthy. Um, I was still, I, I had gotten back more into drinking by that point, but this is what saved me from coming, um, from going down too far was, um, the gym owner had come up to me in December said, Hey, um, got a question for you. I said, okay, what's up? He said, would you mind being our member of the month in January? And it just, it took me by surprise. I was like, man, what? I, I was like, seriously, why? He said, well, he said, our trainers are in here every morning. The people that are here every morning, they, they talk about how you motivate them and inspire them to, to always come and get a workout in. And you're always got a smile on your face. You're always nice to everyone. And we want to acknowledge that. And I was like, yeah. And it wasn't until I left that the weight of it hit me. And I was like, I can't back off now. Yeah. I got people that are watching. And so it, it, it was, it was this great motivator to say, you know what? I've come this far. I got to keep pushing. I got to keep going because at this time I didn't know where I was going to end up after Minnesota. So if I moved back home in Minnesota, in Mississippi by May, I wanted to show that I'm a different person than when I was, when I left. Um, so I pushed harder and I kept going. And, you know, you mentioned earlier, Joe Raymond, uh, noticed all this and that's when he introduced me to the hottie group and he's like look i've been seeing your workouts and what you're posting uh here and there i think you should join this group and he didn't even give me a chance he added me to the group and, <laughs> and the rest is history from there on that and um which has been another big motivator for me it kept me uh it kept me responsible and you know, to, to keep up with myself and say, say, look, this is where I'm at. This is where I got to get. And I'm going to use this group to get me there. And you use the exact formula for weight loss, correct? It, it took me a little bit to adapt fully, <laughs> but what, and I, and I, I'm, and I'm just honest. I'm, Good, I'm tra- I try to be, I try to be as transparent because, and I'll, I'll get to this, I'll get to that in a moment, but, um, it took me a while to get used to because I was like, well, I'm working out. I got to eat what I'm all this energy that I'm putting out. I'm starving. And then it was the honey group when people were showing what they were substituting with, like the, the rice cauliflower and the stingable packages have changed my life. (laughs) Yep. Um, cooking some of that with some uh, grilled chicken is just a meal in itself. And And it's filling. Yeah, it it really is. And, you know, so I started I started adapting to that kind of stuff. I started substituting mashed potatoes for mashed cauliflower. Um, and cauliflower has really become that that superfood uh, yeah. like kale did. Um, you look at pizza now. They have cauliflower crust pizza. So there and this is where I'm going to go on this is there are ways to make these delicious meals that you enjoyed as as an unhealthy health and still curb those cravings without destroying your lifestyle. And that's, that's when it clicked. And that's, that's when I started becoming a little bit more aware of what I was putting in my body and how much and what, 
it took me a while to do the whole math thing of calories because I, I was like, I don't want to count. That just sounds exhausting. Isn't that funny? I don't want to count. Isn't that the craziest excuse ever? I, it really is. <laughs> when, you, when you start to get used to it, count. you're like, you know, because then you start realizing, well, you know, I know what I'm eating. I, I don't have to count these. I don't have to be so uh, rigorous to where I, all right, I, I got, how many calories is this? How many calories? You already know because that's what you eat daily now. Yeah, eventually you learn. Yeah. It's a lo- I, I still do my calories every day. I don't have to punch it into a computer, but in my head, I know exactly what I've had at certain points in the day and I know what to do moving forward. It's, it, it's just become an easier lifestyle now because I'm, I don't, I mean, I'm not going to say that I'm so strict that I never eat unhealthy. Sure, I mean, me neither. You, I mean, it, it's, and you're going to have a piece of chocolate. You're going to have a piece of cake sometimes. Yep. But it's not daily. It's not what I was used to doing. And, uh, you know, and now it's to, it's to a point to where sometimes I don't want it because I'm not, I don't have those cravings. Yeah. If I want, if I want something sweet, I'll eat a granola bar or my favorite. I'm a peanut butter holic. I love Smucker's all natural chunky peanut butter because I know it's nothing but peanuts and a little bit of salt and that's it. And I, I have a couple spoonfuls of that and I'm good. Or I make a good honey and peanut, peanut butter sandwich. Yummy. And you know what? I tell you what, Tim, it's funny because as you know, in my category at 120, I can't have spoonfuls of peanut butter because they're really high calories. But for mm-hmm. a, a, a regular sized guy, a strong guy, you can have that. Yeah. And it, it keeps me, it fills me up. It curves my sweet tooth. High protein, um, healthy, healthy fat, very filling. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And, and that, and that's the thing, you know, people, it, it's, when you're not trying to live the lifestyle, you think it's a hard lifestyle to live. But when you when you really commit to it, you realize how easy it really is. I rarely, you know, Carla and I rarely go out to eat any. And it's so much easier and help and better just to cook at home. And I'm, um, I'm sure when you do go out, you make healthy decisions out there too, right? Oh, oh, of course. Because now, you know, most restaurants you go to now, it's it's got the calorie count. And when you look at some of these things, you're like, man, I used to eat that. That was that's 2,100 calories. That's, crazy. that's more than my daily intake. Yeah, isn't it crazy? And it it, it really is. Um, so, and it's not hard to eat out healthy wise. You, there's so much. There's so many more healthy options out there now t- nowadays than there was ten years ago. Absolutely. So let's change a little co- course because you've you know when you put the eating habits in, the weight really came off, and it's been fun to watch you drop. You know, I remember when you were at just a hundred pounds down, and then it was one twenty and so forth. So that's all been very exciting. But along the way, you decided to become an athlete as well. And you set your sights on, well, tell everybody about the, your first 5K, because that was really special for me, too. Okay, so I I had literally just moved to Michigan. Uh, it was, I moved to Michigan on, I think it was the 11th. The race was on the 13th. May. And I had, yeah, in May, in May, sorry. And I had just signed up, like, two weeks before, uh, prior. 
And I talked to Michael Jones and I told Carol DeYoung, who was a generous and, and great, uh, opened her house up to me for the first, uh, uh, few months I was living here. And I was like, look, I'm going to run this race. And I, uh, Anna Hodling was in on it. She was, I was like, yes. And it was my first official meeting of, uh, of most of them. And, uh, I told him, I said, look, I'm going to sign up for this 5k in Ann Arbor, but I don't want Fitz to know. And so they hid me all morning and I had, I, I was so excited. And I, I, that's what got me through that fi- first 5k is I was like, I got to hurry up and I, I got to meet, I got to meet Fitz. I got to meet Fitz. And you didn't, you never realized how close you were to me. Cause I was just on the other side of the tent. And I heard you, and you were talking, and I was like, man, this is going to be such a great day. I never saw you. I never did. <laughs> <laughs> and I was I was trying to get through that last uh, quarter mile. I just hopped this, the, the big hill by uh, University of Michigan Stadium, and I was like, come on. I got a quarter mile. I got just a couple minutes left. And I remember I heard, I started hearing you at the finish line. And I rounded that corner and I saw you and I just screamed, Fitz! <laughs> and you looked at me. I was like, and I was pointing at my shirt and said, hug me, Fitz. And I was, I, I tell you, that was one of the best hugs I've ever gotten. And it was, it, it really made not just the move here, but my first 5K so much, so special to me um, to, to be that I officially got to meet you at my first finish line and uh, when I'm running, when I'm doing training runs or just running for the heck of it, uh, I think of that moment. And I, I think about that was my first stepping stone of this is, this is definitely the new me. Mm, yeah. And to, to have you there, to have that hug, to have that welcome at my first 5k at 33 minutes, I, I, I couldn't have asked for better. Well, it was so exciting for me, too, and it's funny because from my perspective, I'm, you know, just standing in the middle of the road, greeting people, looking for my friends and things, but I see you come around the corner, and you're screaming, and it just felt like chaos to me, and I was looking and thinking, well, that looks like Tim Powell, but he's not here because you were going to run it, and then I was told you definitely weren't running it, and so I was even kind of squinting as though you were small, fine print, (laughs) So I could see, I was thinking, what in God's earth? And of course, this is all going through my mind on the microphone. And I probably, uh, you were about four feet away from me when I finally was like, ah, it's Timothy Powell. And that was a fantastic hug. And it was so exciting. And, you know, what a treat for me that, I don't know, that you cared enough to do that on a race that I was hosting that the thought that you would want to come see me and give me a hug makes me feel so <laughs> special. I mean, it was, it was so much fun. You made me so proud. Well, it's, it's honestly been an honor to have you not only at my first 5k, but you announced my first 10k. That's right. Which my dad witnessed my first, um, his first race of me and his first race ever. And then you got to welcome me across the finish line of my first half marathon I love back that. in April. Yeah, so the 10K was at the, uh, so the first 5K was in uh, May, and then your 10K mm-hmm. was in September. That was the goddess 10K in Detroit. And then yes. you ran the Disney Star Wars. You went overboard. You ran the Disney Star Wars 10K one day, followed by the half marathon the next day. And that was a huge goal for you. You trained very hard, and you're a Star Wars nerd, right? 
Yes, very much. So that, and I say that completely <laughs> lovingly. So, um, so tell us about that half marathon experience, because again, just a short bit ago, you were almost 400 pounds. So tell us about your half marathon. So it, all right, it, it was overwhelming, overwhelming experience. I first being in Disney, uh, being surrounded by so many other Disney and Star Wars people and just that that whole experience in it in itself without the races are just fun. Yeah. And uh, meeting all these hotties that have been so inspirational to me and I've got it's 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 amazing on how how much you develop these relationships right. uh, with people online that you rarely get to see in person. Um so uh, I met Rudy Novotny and Laurie Weiner and Michael Jones for the first time on that Friday. Um, and then Jennifer Blumetti the next day on the Saturday. But the 10K race, I'm start with that first. Uh, that one was special to me because it was me and Michael Jones running together. And it was just a, a great experience getting to run that with him, who from day one of being part of the hottie group has been – and everyone can attest to this on how he's the inspiration. He's the motivation in that group. He's a hundred percent. He's so, oh. he's so giving and, and he's wonderful. He's a great he guy. was the first person that ever said anything to me on my post, my yeah. first post. And, and, and to this day, we, we talk daily. And so to be able to run that, that race with him that morning and a fellow Star Wars uh, nerd and it, that, that, that to me was great. Wait, now, did you have a thing on the bus? Was the bus thing for the 10K or the half marathon with the sunscreen? Oh, that was for the half marathon. All right. Tell, tell. Uh, <laughs> Michael's going to kill me on this one. So uh, me, Robert Schultz, uh, Joe Raymond, and Michael Jones get on, the, uh, get on the bus to get transported from the hotel. And <laughs> I, I had forgotten to buy sunscreen. And... If you've never been to Disney, I'm going to recommend buy sunscreen before you get to Disney because you will pay $16 for uh, sunscreen lotion. Yeah, or turn into one big blister. Yeah, it's burnt red. Yeah, sure. I, I was ready to be a blister. Um, so Michael Michael generously said, I'll, I'll give you some sunscreen. So on the 10K, he brought it to me in this little cup. Fine. So we get on the bus, and uh, I'm sitting with Robert Schultz. And Michael and Joe are in front of us, and Michael <laughs> whips this thing out, and it's this long garbage ba- or little bag for the ice, full of sunscreen lotion. <laughs> and we're, I, he's like, "Oh, and I brought you some lotion," and we just died out laughing. We're did, like, "No way!" Didn't On he the, say something is, like, "Timothy, I didn't forget about you holding oh, up this like, big." Yeah, he's like, I thought about you this morning. And he pulls this out, and it's just... <laughs> I can't even get through with this. Robert and I are just laughing our, our asses off. We're like, no way, this is great. Michael, it's 3 o'clock in the morning, man. But he was thinking about you. I know, right? It kind of kind of made me feel good, you know? I was felt special. So funny. Oh. Uh, was half asleep. We're sitting there laughing hysterically, like man, we're we're making people very uncomfortable. 
poor Michael was already uncomfortable, but I'm sure. Oh my gosh, I could see him being beat red all month from that one. So sweet. Oh my goodness. Oh, he's probably beat red listening to this right now. The most. I'm in- probably. He's the most un-inappropriate person in the planet. Oh, exactly. Oh man, he. <laughs> and that's what made it so great. It was he made it so, Aww. um, innocently. So, yeah, so innocently, and oh man, I <laughs> I laugh about that so much. So, <laughs> well, we get to the we get to the crowds, and um, I run with Michael and Jen, uh, Jennifer Blumetti, and I was and this I was is half little, marathon. Yes, this is for the half. Um, I was a little little tight from the day before. Um, the ten k was was honestly. It wasn't bad, but I didn't know fully about uh, runners at Disney on how they bottleneck and uh, the amount of people that come that sh- that have never trained to do races and it, it just it, weaving in and out of people. It just really messed up my game plan. Um, so it wore me out a little bit. I didn't, and I only slept for like two or three hours. I couldn't sleep the night before. Um, I was exhausted from all the traveling and everything, and then added on top of being stiff, I did not have the best half marathon I wanted, and um, by mile seven, I was I had to walk. I had cramps all of my calves, and I was really, really upset um, because I'd worked so hard, and then... I got to the point and I was right here. And by mile 10, I, I told Michael and Jennifer, you know, go on without me. I, I, I'm just going to walk, walk the rest of it. Um, not too much longer, you gave me a call and a uh, video message off of Facebook. And you said, look, I can't hear you, but we're all here at the, at the, at the line. We're waiting on you. Come on, get here. So I hung up. And by this time, I think Michael and Jen have been gone ahead of me for about five or so minutes. I got off, and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to finish. I cannot finish this walking. I have to run. No matter what the pain is, I can deal with that later. Right now, I just want to be done. And I just booked it. And I I ended up catching up with Michael and Jen. said, look, you know, I'm going to run this on my own. I got to stretch my legs out. I got to get my strides going the way I I'm, I trained them to be. Uh, they said go on ahead. So I ended up finishing. I think I think around seven minutes before them. And I tell you, that was the best feeling to be able to cross that line. I I I, I didn't I knew I was going to be emotional. I didn't know I was going to be that emotional. I was to. I, I still look at that picture afterwards holding those medals in front of the line and to come to come that far in a year and a half I, I I'm I know I'm not the same person I used to be and to to see the amalgamation of leaving Mississippi putting the determined face on of saying I'm gonna be the different person that I've always wanted to be and to finally achieve that, I, it's it's overwhelming, and it's overwhelm, overwhelmingly great because it's 
it's the thing I've worked the hardest for, if anything, in my life. And even though I might not have had the best half, I, I accomplished it. And I know I can, I can do a half better than that. And I will do a half better than that, come, uh, especially come next July. But um, it was when you, when you hugged me at, that, at the end of that race, it was, it was, the, I don't know. I, I it's, it's a feeling that you can't explain unless you've experienced it yourself. And I, I hope that if anybody's listening to this, that you, you get to experience that feeling. Well, I tell you what, Timothy, it was an epic hug and it was an epic day and you fought an epic battle and you won it. And, you know, it was all very, very deliberate. You know, you can go back and know that every pound you put on, you were 100% responsible for. And maybe you didn't know any better, but you kept moving in that direction, which got you to 385. And then, thank goodness you had the wherewithal to have that moment where you thought, screw it, I'm going to become the person I want to be. And then you put in the work to make that happen. And... You know, there's, you see it. There's all these people that go back and forth and back Mm -hmm. and forth or they want it and they never even put that, they never dip their toe in the water and you were extremely deliberate. You know, I had my aha moment many years ago and I haven't put the weight back on and think, you know, goodness, I am that person who makes a decision and sticks with it. But you're that person too. You are unstoppable Mm -hmm. if you choose it and, and, you know, um, I may get credit for sharing some uh, some quality information with you and maybe the people at the gym get some credit for, you know, saying wow and keeping you encouraged, but you did this all by yourself. You've done, you know, every step you've put in front of the other has been a true triumph. And uh, what I love, Tim, is that you're still not there. Not that I deem you're not there, but you deem you're not there. You still get to a place now where you know, you're, you're, you're the man you would have killed to be for so long. You know, if anyone would have if given you the opportunity to be the you now 10 years ago, you probably would have jumped on it in a heartbeat and paid oh, a, yeah. paid a million dollars for it. Um, but still you go, all right, I'm stuck. I'm frustrated. I need more. And that's what's mm-hmm. going to keep you going. And, you know, whether your finish line comes at the end of, a running race or a cycling race or I don't know, some strength challenge you've set for yourself, you are going to be fit guy for life because I don't think you would tolerate any less. I, I never, I will never be the person I used to be. You know, I'm, and I, I'm going to, I want to put, I want to say this to all, to anyone out there listening that has maybe not even toyed around or been serious about, weight loss or just a healthy lifestyle it's it's hard it's not always easy you're not always going to enjoy going to the gym you're not always going to enjoy going out for a walk or a run or doing something productive but you will never regret it nice i i used to it, it's my daily grit and grind and it, i used to think it was because of commitment and dedication but i think it's it's just about discipline mm-hmm. it's and it's not about just discipline waking up in the morning and that's the first thing you do or 
or uh, discipline on eating a little bit healthier. It's a discipline of doing it all. You have to have one and the other to make a whole. And until you fully commit to that, you're going to be stuck. You're going to be unhappy. But those results will come quicker than you think if you commit, if you be disciplined. Yeah, and you know what? I like that you pointed that out because people ask all the time, well, what if I'm lacking motiva- motivation? Who cares if you're lacking motivation? Show discipline. Go do it anyways. I don't care if you're motivated. If you have a plan and you stick with it, the results will come. And you're going to respect it a lot more. If you work for something, You're go- if you work for anything in life and you finally achieve what you've worked for, you're going to respect that so much more than anything being handed to you. Mm-hmm. So if you're praying at night just to wake up the next morning healthy, you're not going to respect it. You're going to go out and continue to do the same things the next day that you've been doing. Uh, you you know, have to make a daily commitment and discipline yourself to be the person that you want to be. You know, my mom used to say when I was growing up, she used to say, God helps those who help themselves. And exactly. We, and you sit around and pray all day, but that healthy body's not coming unless you... <laughs> force it right exactly i mean you can ask for help all day long and people can give you the advice but until you take the advice and put it and be initiative with it it's not going to do anything for you so uh let me ask you this what are the three best things about being the new trimmer fitter timothy i can touch my toes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I daily I, I i stretch and that's the first thing i do when i stretch is i bend over and touch my toes and i'm if i can't touch my toes then i know i've ate a little bit more than i needed to the day before and i got to get to work like um that. to walk into a clothes store and not not have to worry about finding the big and tall section i that oh it's the best feeling to, to know that I can go and get a regular size shirt from a regular store without worry that it's not going to fit. Um, and I think the third one is just, you know, going back to discipline. I, I have a discipline, not just the healthy lifestyle, but in everything that I do in life now. I'm uh, My whole perspective of life is different because I'm, uh, I'm, a, I'm that different person. Do you feel like you're a happy guy now? Oh, much more. Now, now let me be clear. You're not always going to be happy. That's that's just human nature. Mm-hmm. But I'm a way happier person than I used to be uh, before I decided to make this change. So, yeah, it, I'm definitely a happy person. And you have a smoking hot fit girlfriend. Man, let me tell you. <laughs> I, I never... I never knew I could find someone like her and to, and that's how, honestly, that's how we met or how we um, bonded was we first initialized that, Hey, we're on a healthy, uh, healthy fitness journey. And her journey was very similar to mine. And, um, and we bonded over that and we, we help each other daily by making better eating choices and being more active and, uh, in life and and looking on you um we don't we don't work out together in the mornings we go to separate gyms still and honestly that that probably will end up being that way because that's our time 
you know, that's our time to focus on ourselves. But when we're together, we walk around the city of Grand Rapids or we'll go out to the beach and we'll do something that's more active. And we're constantly reflecting on, on that change and how great it feels to walk a block and, and not feel out of breath. Um, you know, both of our lives are different because of what we decided to do for ourselves. Now, um, if you were to have to play one song for your whole half marathon, what would that song be? Oh, man. Michael Jones asked me this the other day. And can I, can I go more with the playlist? Okay. Um, one of my favorite playlists to listen to while, while I'm running is, is Guardians of the Galaxies Volumes 1 and 2. And it's basically just all old classic rock songs. Yeah, they do and have a just really puts fun you, soundtrack. It just puts you in a great mood. It makes you happy. You sing along to it. Um, that, that's just, it's one of my favorite things to listen to when I'm on a long run. Okay. And cause it, it takes about two and a half hours to get through. <laughs> <laughs> and do you run for two and a half hours? Um, uh, not typically, not, not, not as much anymore. Uh, since the, since the half back in April, uh, I've started, fo- I focused a little bit more on work when I got done with that, uh, just where I was at in, in life. But now that I'm starting to get back into training season for myself, um, starting next month, my Sundays, my Sunday mornings will be my long runs. And then I hope to get back to that point to where I'm running, uh, an hour and hour to an hour and a half. So, so you'll go through that whole playlist. You'll get there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, most definitely. And then last but not least, um, what's next? What's next for Timothy Powell in fitness? Uh, well, next is, I don't, I don't race. I don't do a lot of races. Um, I would like to, but I work two jobs. And so my Saturdays are always used up for working, but I do have a race coming up next July. It is the Chicago, uh, rock and roll Chicago half marathon that I'm doing. And I, I run with, uh, or for Kelsey's hope foundation, um, which is, I tell people it's like, a uh, combination of St. Jude's and Make-A-Wish uh, for uh, they raise money to uh, to research against or for uh, cures against um, childhood cancer and they also help provide um, wishes for children going through cancer and, um, and those things to kind of help with bills and also give these families different memories rather than hospital rooms and um, treatment facilities and things like that so very generous um, of you timothy very sweet. I, well these kids they, they battle way much more than me battling 13 miles yeah um and if i can if i can run to do not only something for myself for health healthy wise but if i can raise funds help raise funds for those kids battling those monstrous uh battles day in and day out then i'll be happy to run those 13 miles um, so I, I'm, I'm lucked up to find that group. Um, they, that was another big thing about my half back in, uh, Star Wars was running for that, uh, organization and, um, raising, raising money up for, for that, for those kids that are in need. And, um, the all 100% of the profits raised go straight to the, uh, kids and research. So no one makes any money off of it. It's a 100% nonprofit organization and that's, 
that's one of the things that really attracted me to that group. Nice. Nice. Well, listen, mister, I couldn't be prouder of you. I couldn't be more grateful you gave my group a chance because not only have it have you been a lot of fun for me and I'm so grateful to have you as a friend, but you've really helped so many others and I and I know you enjoy doing that. So, your weight loss matters to you and your family and you know, the future generation of Powells, your kids, I have full faith will be healthy fit kids, but You've really expanded that um, that message and the inspiration to other people's families. So I I really appreciate you, Tim. Oh, thank you, and I I really do, and I really do hope I've helped someone. You know, and you definitely have. You know, I I try to like I said I try to be transparent and one hundred percent honest. You know, just because I don't want people to have the idea that I used to think that you know this journey is easy. You know. This journey is not easy, but it's worth it. 100% worth it. That's it. That's it. You said it all right there. Not easy, but worth it. All right, Mr. Well, I love you all the way. Do Can people find you on social media? Would you like them to follow you? Oh, yeah. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram uh, at tpowelj03. Um, I post all my workouts uh, there, and I try to post a little uh, motivational thing with it. Um, and, and everything to kind of help not just me but you get through the day he's very fun to follow and I am at fitness on Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest and YouTube and fitness.com and morning mile etc but this is what we need to do Tim we need to send them off the right way what do we tell them get to work get to work everyone bye Hi, this is Rudy Novotny, the voice of America's Marathons. We all love how much running has benefited every aspect of our lives, so much so that most of us only wish we'd started sooner. Wouldn't it be wonderful to give the opportunity to children of today? Well, you can. The Morning Mile is a before-school walking and running program that gives children a chance to start each day in an active way while enjoying fun, music, and friends. That's every child, every day. It's also supported by a wonderful system of rewards, which keeps students highly motivated and frequently congratulated. Created by our favorite fitness expert, Fitz Kohler, morning milers across the country have run over 2 million miles and are having greater success with academics, behavior, and sports because of it. The morning mile is free to the child, free to the school, and is inexpensively funded by businesses or generous individuals. Help more kids get moving in the morning by visiting morningmile.com. Champion the program at your favorite school or find out more about sponsorship opportunities. That's morningmile.com. Long may you run.